Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. I don't know what you're going through today, but I know this, that God is on the throne and he has the strength, everything you need to make it through what you got going on. Hey, sometimes when you're up against a mountain, you have to remember what God has done before this mountain came. A lot of times we see life, we see life with the mountain that's in front of us. And if we don't look back and remember the mountains that God has already moved, this one seems overwhelming and impossible. But if you look back and you see what God has done in your life, you see how God has gotten you here, this mountain doesn't look so big. Because he's the one, he's the one that can handle it all. He's the one that can do things we can't do on our own. And so when we look back and remember, oh, I remember that miracle he did. I remember the things that he did in my life then. I remember the mountains that he moved. So mountain, you have no say of what's going on right now because God's going to move you too. It might not be right now. I might be in the middle of the frustration. I might be in the middle of the uncertainty. But I'm looking back and I'm remembering how big my God is. And so I look ahead and I say, nothing is impossible with him. On whatever you have lifted up on the, the tips of your fingers. Would you do that? Just lift it up to God. He loves to take what you got. He loves to take what you got. He's your strength. He's your all, almighty God. Come on, let's just lift it up to him. God, we love you, and we trust you, and we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Even though, God, right now we might be up against a mountain, and God, I pray for these mountains, these things that we're facing, these things that are in our way. They seem overwhelming, but God, we look back. And we see what you've already done, what you've already accomplished. And we look at this mountain, we say, mountain, move in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for what you're going to do, God. Strengthen, empower, encourage. Help us to be everything we need to be so that we can accomplish what you want us to do. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Come on, somebody give a shout of praise today. Hallelujah. You guys may be seated. Thanks for worshiping with us. Can you give it up for our, our worship team? They're awesome. They're amazing. I am so excited to be here today. And I'm excited to be with some very incredible people in the room. I can feel it. Can you feel it? Who's in the room right now? We got some world changes in here. Y'all don't believe it? <laughs> I'm the only one? Y'all, I'm excited to be here. Um, we have an incredible team that's been with us from the beginning. I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you who have come alongside of this. Problem solved. We've been through the eight weeks of wonder. And sometimes we sat and wondered, how is this going to work? <laughs> but it's all came together, and I'm so pumped to be here with you today. We are starting something incredible that's going to last throughout the ages. We're starting something today that's a 30-year journey, and I'm excited to be on it. This is day number one. Y'all, this is day number one. Woo! I'm pumped. I want to say a big thank you to my wife because she's the one who, 
behind the scenes making all this happen. Ashley, you're incredible, baby. Y'all, she makes me look good. You knew me for real. You know I'm an idiot. But my wife makes me look good. So I stand before you and I, you know, well, hopefully I look good because of her. But I'm so excited you guys are here. This is a very special day. And thank you so much for joining us as we launch this change in the city. You ever feel like your life's a setup? Like you've been prepping for something great all your life. If you're married, you know what this is. When you're walking out the door, husbands, you're walking out the door and your wife says, are you wearing that today? You're going to wear that shirt, those pants today, where, where you're going? And you know, it's a setup. You better start undressing now. You're going to change. There is no going back. Once she says that, it's a prep. It's a setup. You've been set up. Or you parents, you know when your kids love you too much, you know, they're loving you. They're giving you back massages. They're saying, Daddy, I just love you. I'm like, what do you want? I can read right through it. You want something. And Anae's the best because she flips a switch, man. She can, she's like, she's four-year-old going on like 36, but she's like, um, she's midget status. She's down here. And it's funny because she has this like tood and she's like, Daddy, change is going to be everywhere. It's going to touch everyone. I'm like, girl, I wish I had that neck thing going on. <laughs> like you're four years old, calm down. You got a lifetime to get some toot in you. But I'm, I'm excited to be here. And I, I feel like sometimes God sets us up. And I remember the first uh, moment that we realized, hey, we're going to launch change in Philly. I thought back to college. And I went to college for urban ministries. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to the streets, hit the urban core. I wanted to do that with my life. And after a year of going to college, I came back, and my dad was needing a youth pastor. So he's like, Lige, you want to be a youth pastor? And I was like, absolutely not. Definitely don't. Don't want to be Pastor Lige. I'm a fifth-generation pastor. So I, I wanted to take a new course. I was like, no, Dad, I'm going to go to Urban Ministries. You planted a church in Suburban. So if you wouldn't have done that, maybe, right? But, but no. But I'll pray about it. So I went. I prayed. And you know the kind of prayers that you pray when you really don't want to do something. <laughs> it's like, listen, God. I know this isn't your will, and you know this isn't your will, but let's pray it out. Let dad feel good about himself, and then you can tell me no. I'll go tell him the answer. Well, an hour and a half later, I'm peeling myself off the ground. Tears are pouring down my face for the next generation. God broke me. He broke me, and I gave 10 years youth pastoring at my dad's church. Yeah, yeah, it was a setup. It was a setup. I was, don't clap for that. It was a setup. I did not want to do that. But God broke my heart for the next generation. And it, right in the middle, five years in, I get this call. I'm at Walmart, one of the greatest places in America. Unless you're union and you're not allowed to be there. But <laughs> I see you union people. You're still in there. Don't even give me that. Um, but I'm at Walmart, one of the greatest places in one of the greatest aisles, which is the clearance aisle. And I'm... Um, I get this phone call, and it's one of my girls in my youth group, and she's bawling. She can't even get words out. And when she finally utters words, she goes, Kim committed suicide. And that hit hard. Man, I was like a zombie for a week. Couldn't eat. Like I lost a kid. It's a girl that was in our youth group, bubbly little 14-year-old. And I remember reading her letter. It was all about how she didn't have purpose. 
There was no purpose in her life, no purpose to live. Nobody cared. And I remember standing at her casket. And I looked up at God and I said, God, if it's the only thing I do with my life, I want to make sure people know their purpose. Because this isn't okay on my watch. No more of this. And it was a setup. That was five years before I knew we were going to launch change. But he was already getting me ready. Isn't that crazy how God does that? He's prepping me. And then later on, we had these students get all crazy and wanting to change their schools because we were preaching it every week, right? We're like, change your school. And they're like, how do we do it? And I'm like, I don't know. Start a convo at the lunch table or something, right? <laughs> and uh, finally, we came up with this thing called Your Impact, where we resource students to problem solve in their schools. They find an issue, we raise the funds and problem solve with them, and they become the problem solvers of America. Isn't that amazing? Can you imagine if a generation came alive to problem solve the things in the world with the power of Jesus behind it? Be incredible. Be unstoppable. And so we did that for six years, still doing it. We're bringing it to Philadelphia. Get ready. It's going to hit the world. Woo! I'm excited. Philly's great because Philly is going to be the city that sets the standard for the world of what other cities should look like. You better get used to it. It's happening. It's, it's building up. It's going to be awesome. And we have a bunch of amazing, great people here in Philadelphia. And that's why change is here. We're here to build great people because great cities are made of great people, right? And if we can build great people that are coming alive to their purpose, can you imagine what that city looks like where we have thousands of people that know who they are and why they're here and they're going somewhere? Can you imagine? That gets me stoked. That keeps me up at night. That's the kind of stuff that I'm eating my, you know, Fruit Loops or Lucky Charms because those are heavenly. And I'm eating them and I'm thinking, wow, God, you're going to do incredible things, you know. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. But it was a setup because when we started doing your impact in the schools, we started understanding how do we equip people to do what they've been called to do. It was a setup. God knew what we were going to be doing. And here we are, launching change, a church that's going to build great people that know their purpose and do what God's called them to do. It's a setup. You've been set up. And I don't know where you are in your journey, but I know this. All along, if you look back and you really pay attention, you have been set up for such a time as this. This is your moment. This is the moment you were designed for. And today, I'm so giddy because we're literally walking into the reason I was born. The reason Ashley was born. The reason a lot of our team, the reason we're here. We're walking into it. What an incredible feeling. And I know God has amazing things because here's what he says. Y'all, I dropped my iPad, totally cracked the thing. It was awesome. So I'm on my phone. I'm like, I'm old too. So I'm like, what does this say? Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. Check this scripture out. I love this. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Y'all know you can plan on getting a loan. You can plan on buying that house or that car, but how many know the bank has the last say if you're going to get that money, right? We can plan our course. We can say, God, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go here. My kids are going to do this. I'm going to do this with my husband, and we're going to start this business. We're going to do this and that and that, but it is God who has the final say of establishing your steps. You can live your whole entire life in vain and be frustrated out your mind if you don't get an alignment with the one who establishes your steps. 
A lot of you have been frustrated. You're like, what the jazz is happening? I've been planning. I've been strategizing. I've been seeking this counsel. I have these people in my life pouring in. I don't understand what's going on. And a lot of us don't, haven't stopped and realized the creator is setting us up. And if we'll pay attention, we'll realize he has a pathway that will blow our minds. But it's him who establishes our steps. Amen? You believe that? I think of Joseph. And Joseph was one of the, the greatest dreamers in the Bible. Uh, Joseph was one of 11 kids, and he was the favorite of his father. And how many know those are the ones that all the siblings hate, right? Like, hey, you daddy's kid, you're going to get extra swirlies today, you know? And so he had this dream, and God gave him this dream of what he was going to be someday. And he did the wrong thing of sharing it with the wrong crowd. How many share your dreams with the wrong crowd? You got some haters, right? Everybody's got haters. They want to hate on everything. And I love it because I don't love it, but this is how it is, is the people who hate and criticize the most are usually the people who aren't doing anything. If you really pay attention, you look at it, they're the people that aren't doing anything, so they have to criticize something. You got haters. Joseph had haters. His brothers were like, yeah, stinking right. You know who you are? You're a little runt. You're the little one. You're not going to do that. And Joseph found himself being sold into slavery by his brothers. Brothers hated him. And he ended up in Potiphar's house as a servant. And then Potiphar's wife had a crush on him. That's just crazy. Joseph must have looked good. And so she tried to get him to do stuff, and he didn't. So she accused him of stuff. He found himself in prison. How many have ever found yourself in a place that didn't match your purpose? And you know your call for greatness. And here you sit in a prison. Here you sit in a circumstance, you're like, what the, I know I'm not called for this. I know I'm called for great things. But let me tell you, the process is as important as the purpose. You're yelling at the process. You need it. It's going to get you ready for the purpose. You're not there yet. You're going through the process, and it's okay. It's getting you ready. It's training you, because in the prison is where Joseph interpreted dreams of the cupbearer and the baker, which later would get him ready to interpret the dream of Pharaoh, the one who reigned over everything, which got him in a position to reign over the entire nation. This is a setup. Y'all have been set up. God is getting you ready for something awesome. He has big plans for you. The Bible says he has plans that will blow your wildest dreams. Y'all can dream something big. I can dream something crazy. My wife knows. She plans my life, so she gets stressed every once in a while when I tell her my dreams, because I'm like, hey, babe, we got to do this and this and this. She's like, hold on. That's like 200 steps. You don't even know. And I love it. I love, she's amazing. Uh, But I love it, because your process is as important as your purpose. Chloe, would you help me with something? Come on up here. Uh, Go around the the screen right there, and there's, there's steps back there. And I need, let's see, who do we got here? Uh, I'm just looking around. Yeah, just push that curtain. Just push it out of the way. Josh, can you come help me? Yeah, you make, make it awesome. All right, so here's the deal. Sometimes God calls us to do crazy things that are out of our comfort zone, right? You ever been there? No? Am I just the only one? Man, crazy. Well, guys, let me tell you about my life then. <laughs> so sometimes God calls us to do things that were uncomfortable, right? And so this beam right here, this represents the uncertainty that God calls us to sometimes. And I think about Peter. He was in the boat with the other disciples. You know the story? 
Peter's with the disciples. Jesus comes out on the water, and he's walking on the water. Crazy story. You got to read the Bible. It's full of crazies. And so Jesus walking on the water. Peter feels something in him. He's like, yo, I got to go walk on the water with Jesus. This is awesome. Now, you got to understand, the boat was comfortable because he was a fisherman. So him and the disciples, they felt right at home in that boat. That was everything they knew. That was the norm of all their life. And how many know sometimes God will call you out of the normal into something that you're not sure of? And that's this. That's the uncertainty, right? And so many times, hey, Chloe, so would you walk on this beam? Just walk over here because this is the destiny that God's called you. This is the purpose. And sometimes waves hit you off of the course, right? And you're, you're, you think you're all that. You are walking on this thing, and all of a sudden, a wave hits you. Come on, let's try it again. You got this. Come on, girl. And you take a step, a leap of faith, and it's really big for you. And then a wave comes by, and it knocks you off. And a lot of times, we get our eyes focused on the waves, right? We're walking in faith. We're doing things we've never done before. And we're like, God, this is so hard. But you're doing it. And then you get your eyes on the waves. I'm not capable of this. I ain't got money for that. I forgot who my dad was. That's who I'm going to be too. Or your mind goes back to the things that have happened to you in the past that have made you who you are today, and all of a sudden you feel inadequate. But Josh, come here, man. You're Jesus today because you got a cool beard. Look at this guy. Is he so cool? This is how I look in my brain. <laughs> That's how I look in my brain. And then I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm white and skinny and kind of awkward. All right, sweet. So, Chloe, so you're going to walk in here, and Josh, I need you to be Jesus right now, and you just stable her, make sure she does not fall, okay? That is your own thing. If you need to stand like this, whatever you need to do, get good ground, grab both arms. All right, Chloe, you ready? So you're going to walk in uncertainty, and sometimes, because, hey, listen, just because you're with Jesus doesn't mean the waves won't stop coming, okay? Life happens. It always happens. Don't, don't, don't give in to wrong theology that life's going to be perfect just because you're in Jesus. Well, God's got me, so nothing's going to happen to me. Hey, you're going to be frustrated big time, because waves still come. But you know what happens? When Jesus gets involved, all of a sudden you're empowered to do what he's called you to, and you can take those steps in faith, knowing that he's got your back. But get your eyes off the waves. It's time to get your eyes on Jesus. It's time to get your eyes on where your strength comes from, not what his strength came to solve. Sometimes we get our eyes on the things that he's come to solve, He's come to solve that issue, solve that problem, yet we get our eyes on it. Get your eyes on where your strength comes from, and then your power will make you do things you've never dreamed were possible. Because with God, all things are possible. Come on, somebody. I feel it in this building. I feel it. I feel it. God's getting you ready for something great. He's getting you ready. He set you up all along the way. And Peter had to step out and take that leap of faith. And when he did, he started walking on water. But his eyes got on the waves and he started sinking. But Jesus was right there. Let me tell you, you might stumble, but Jesus will never let you fall. You might stumble. Give it up for these guys. You guys are awesome. Yo, we got tattooed Jesus here. My kids, they won't do anything new without me being present. The other day, we were at the, the fire station, and we were blessing uh, the first responders. Uh, if we have any first responders in here, thank you for what you do. Appreciate it. Yeah, big time. Thank you for keeping us safe, making sure we're okay. 
sometimes we take you for granted. I'm sorry, but we love you and appreciate you. So we're, we're there blessing them, and they uh, let us use the hose. It was so cool. And he was like, yo, I can hit that building roof over there. And I was like, dude, let's do it. Yeah, not safe, so we didn't do it. But he was letting the kids squirt it. I was like the biggest kid there. But he was letting the kids squirt it, and I was like, Zion, you got to do it. And Zion was like, no. He gave me that look like, absolutely not. Don't you even. I said, Zion, I'll hold your hand. Well, that changed everything. He grabbed my hand. He went right over to it. He started spraying the hose. What happened? He had the assurance that I was there. A lot of you are trying to do life without Jesus' hand. You're trying to do it without the power of God. That's frustrating. It's frustrating because you fall. You mess up. And Jesus is the one who establishes your steps. So God called us to create change. It's more than a church. It's a culture. It's more than a building, all coming together and gathering the lights and all. It, that's cool. It's a celebration. We celebrate what God's doing in the city. That's why we come together. But it's more than that. We're starting a culture that's going to transform a city. We're going to come alive to our purpose. And that's why I believe so much in belong. We're going to start it next week. Man, I encourage you. It's a journey we're going to go on together to find out who we are, why we're here, what's our purpose. Get involved in change and what's going on. There's so many avenues to get involved in, let me tell you. But I'm excited about it because I love seeing people come alive to why they're here. There's nothing better. There's absolutely nothing better. Because when you come alive, the world comes alive. But you have to come alive first. So many of us are waiting on a move of God. When God's already moving, he's waiting on us to move and get involved. And we're like, God, move, change the city. He's like, yeah, I sent you to do that. God, just change my work. My work is disgusting. Yeah, I've called you to do that. God, my wife. Yeah, I've called you to love her. I've called you to, to show her my love, to lay your life down for her. God, our city's in disarray. Exactly. That's why you're here. That's why I moved you across the country to come here because I need you. Come on, somebody. So You're waking up right now. You're like, wow, God got me here. It's a setup because he wants to use me to do something awesome for him. Come on. And you're coming alive to it. You're coming alive to it right now, right now, this morning. I believe it. I believe it. And I'm excited to be a part of this journey with you. Hey, if you're in this room and you say, hey, Lodge, I would love to start this journey with Jesus. I would love to start a relationship with Jesus. I would love to start this journey of walking in the, maybe sometimes it's the unknown. Maybe sometimes it's the uncertainty. But I want to know Jesus is there. I want him to be my Lord and Savior. Hey, if that's you in this room, I want you to lift up your hand right now. Come on. You say, I want to do that. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, yes. Our hosts, you got a gift for these. Come on. Give me, we want to make sure to give you a gift. I want to pray with you today because that's one of the greatest decisions you could ever make in all the history of your life is get Jesus involved because he's the one. He's the one we all point to. It's him. And I'm excited for you because I know what Jesus did with me. I know I wouldn't be anything without him.
literally. I already said this, but I'm an idiot. But when Jesus is involved, he empowers me to do things I never thought I could. And I'm excited for you because I know that when Jesus is involved in your life, you're going to come alive to things that you've never dreamed possible. And all of a sudden, you're going to be empowered and know and encouraged and know that, wow, he designed me for greatness. He called me for more than what I'm doing now. And I love that. I want to pray with you. If everybody would bow your heads and close your eyes, I just want to pray over us. Jesus, I thank you for these that made a decision today to start a relationship with you. God, I pray that you would be with them. Pray, thank you so much for your forgiveness that washes over all our sins. God, your grace and mercy is new every day. And Lord, we are new in you. You make us new. So God, we accept your forgiveness today. We accept your love and your grace and mercy. And we pray that you would empower us, strengthen us to do what we need to do. God, call us to things that are uncomfortable. Get us ready for the life and journey that you have called us to. Prepare us, God. We love you so much, Jesus, and we trust you. You're an amazing God. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.